we are excited and we are back. Uh, for those who have been watching, you know exactly what to do. We ask that you would like, share, and subscribe. And also, if you have not done so, please click on the bell in the upper right-hand corner so that you can be notified each time that we come on. So today, for those who are watching, remember to type in the chat where you're watching from. And if you have any questions, we'll be sure to address it. Thank you so much, Dr. Larry. All right. Well, appreciate Dr. Nasus and Pastor, great woman of the faith. And we thank you so much for your consistency, your persistence, and your commitment to pleasing the Lord in all your ways. As I say this also, uh, relative to those who are studying with us and those who are part of our local congregation, as well as our congregation in St. Louis and Texas and Georgia. We appreciate all of you all uh, so very, very much that the word is not limited. There are no boundaries. Uh, you don't have to uh, uh, take second best. You can get the best. And that is the message of the kingdom, government, laws, precepts, principles, and keys that Yeshua taught us. When he broke bread and blessed it, he gave that bread to his scholars and they gave it to the people. And that's our endeavor to do tonight. Now, you have the liberty to ask questions. We don't debate uh, to ask questions. You post them right there in the chat box if you need some assistance in bringing things together. And we'll be uh, honored to uh, uh, evaluate the question and then dissect it and do an exegete and everything else we need to do to get you what you need. The Holy Spirit is wanting to give illumination. Illumination come through meditation. And we have some great uh uh people ambassadors that in our local congregation and our uh, national congregation we have some great people and we love them so much we love you all so much also and thanks again for tuning in those in the tri-state area you can catch our television broadcast also which we've been there for over 20 years consistently teaching the word that the holy spirit has given us now we are in this teaching this subject kingdom keys to redefining faith kingdom keys to redefining faith redefining faith the only way to guarantee eternal life with the Father. Redefining faith. Why we got to redefine faith? Because faith has been distorted. The actual meaning, the content, the substance, as well as the context, thank you so much for the title, uh, has been distorted. It's basically almost lost because most people think faith is just to get stuff and say stuff and do that. And thank you, make a confession that guarantee you salvation. And once you do that, it's, it's a done deal, it's a wrap, but scripture doesn't teach that at all. And it's our endeavor to bring uh, the truth. You can't kill truth, can never get rid of truth. Uh, you can only hide it. And we are revealing truth that has already been in existence. So we're on point number five. We had uh, 10 points we were dealing with. You go back and check us out and uh, replay and study along with us. But on point number five, we're in the area of dealing with ideals. All right. And uh, of course, uh, faith is a way of living that comes from the way we think. That was number one. We dealt with that. Number two, faith is birthed in the belief system. Number three, the belief system is full of ideals. Number four, ideals come from sources of thoughts. Number five, ideals cannot, I repeat, cannot be destroyed. Ideals cannot be destroyed. Thank you so much. You can take the notes down. Ideals cannot be destroyed. So. Uh, words cannot be destroyed words never ever cease to exist words cannot ever cease to exist let's remember this that's why Yeshua said 
for every word, the idle words. I didn't mean that word. I bumped my toe word. All of those words that come out of our mouths, we are going to have to give an account. They don't die. They resonate. They they travel. They they are there. <laughs> they are there. You know, we got to give account of every word uh, that we say. And words are product of original thought or ideal. And there's only two sources of ideals. And when I say source, I mean fathers who generate the source. And that's is the father Elohim, Ahia, Asher, Ahia, Yahweh. That's him and his thoughts, our mighty creator. And then another source came on the scene when he rebelled in the place, in the country of heaven, Halilo, Lucifer. Halilo in the Hebrew translated Lucifer into English. He was a covering cherub, one of the covering cherubs who was responsible for a particular area dealing with culture and cultivating heaven with the culture of music and song that the father wanted to hear, that the father wanted to hear. You see, it wasn't, he wasn't just the only one. There were many, because the scriptures say he walked up and down in the stones and the fire stones and the mountain of government of Elohim along with the others. But he the one just thought he was better than everybody else and he made a decision and uh, when he made that decision to defile the will of his creator, then an idea was birthed out of rebellion. Iniquity came into existence and lawlessness was birthed from him. And so those sources of thoughts and that idea, y'all remember that idea that developed within him, the scripture said until iniquity was found in him, that was developed in, the, in him, he conveyed that thought, that idea over to other malachans uh, called angels, translated from the Greek word into the English word angels. The English word angels simply mean messenger. Okay. And he conveyed that idea. See, the idea is still, is it is it dead? No. Because the idea is still running its course. You can kill the messenger, but you cannot kill the message. Why? The message are spiritual. They are words. Death only affects what's in the natural. When you talk about spiritual death, that means separation. Spiritual beings can never die. You see, words can never die. In Yochanan 6 and 63, Yeshua said, my words are spirit and they are what? Life. Y'all remember that? My words are spirit. What he was saying, my words will never cease to exist. And my words always create life. His word is still creating life. As a matter of fact, uh, scientists have proven that galaxies are still being formed. When the father said, let there be, things never stop being. They can't stop being. His word is infinite. It carry infinite creative power. You see, so ideals, I want to bring that point out. Ideals can never die. And that was point number six, wasn't it? That was point number five. Now, look at Yochanan 12 and 24. Yochanan 12 and 24. And let's look at what Yochanan wrote uh, concerning this particular uh, principle, actually, that we are looking at. Yochanan, Yochanan 12 and 24. 
12 and 24. Uh, let's look at the uh, New Living Translation, if you can get that, Dr. Nay. New Living N-L-T. Wait a minute. I'm in it already. <laughs> 12, I'm typing that in. Okay. Yeah, let's look at the, yeah, 12 and 24. All right, now. Uh, okay, let's let's look at that. Let's stop at 23. Yeshua replied. Yeshua replied. Come on, a reader, let's get that. Catch that right there. 23 and 24. Don't get in a hurry because I might cut in on them. Go right ahead. Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. I tell you the truth. Unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and dies, it remains alone, but its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. Scroll up, please. Okay, now, Yeshua is telling us what happens in order for an idea to multiply. You see, he is telling us the, the kernel on the stalk must separate it separate when it when that uh kernel that's in the the cob what it was it what you call it is it the cob the kernel is the corn it's on the cob right that's the seed but you got to separate it from the stalk in order for it to multiply and and once the stalk die the fruit of the stalk continue to produce is a law, eternal law, the eternal law of reproduction that's in, in a seed. An idea is a seed, you see. And when that seed is planted, it's gonna continue to reproduce. The carrier of that, that corn stalk, the stalk is the carrier of the kernel. The kernel is the carrier of the, of the, uh, the cob is the carrier of the kernel, which are the seeds, the corn that you eat and you can dry them out and plant them again, they're gonna reproduce. So the messenger, the one who was carrying the cob, which carried the kernel, may die, but that kernel would never die long as it's in his environment. And words are in a spirit realm, they stay in that environment. Ideas never die. You have to exchange ideas. So we're dealing with redefining, redefining what faith is redefining what faith is and ideas can never be destroyed. So faith, the belief, the word faith, imoni, root word, amen, in the Hebrew means to live out of your born again spirit and the lifestyle that come from that, come from being connected to, directed by the born again spirit that's been regenerated by the Holy Spirit. It's the lifestyle, it's not the word, it's the lifestyle, it's not what we're saying, talking, it's our lifestyle, it's the doing what comes out of that. So when we want to change something, those ideas, what he was saying, we said faith coming by hearing, the belief system where our ideology is located, all our ideas rest in the belief system, all of those ideas are gonna come through hearing. They'll come through hearing. The source of thought is more important than the idea itself. Many people get ideas. What was the source of that idea? Trace it back to the source. See, that's why Yeshua said, don't get caught up in the good stuff. 
Because just because something sounds good doesn't mean that it is good. We know God loves everybody. Your Elohim, a.k.a. God, loves everybody. That sounds very good. So since he loved me, I can keep doing what I'm doing and breaking his laws and doing what I want to do and live a complete life of a criminal as relates to the laws of heaven. Because he loved me. He can't punish me throughout eternity. That's a thought. That's an idea. It's still here. Um, terrorists, they have ideals. You kill Osama bin Laden. Somebody else rise up. You kill Delvin. Somebody else. They find they saw they were killing every president that made an attempt to bring equality to all people. They would kill. Them. They just if you don't go with what we're doing and just roll with the good old boys, we'll just kill you. Be through with you. But each time they did that, it never killed killed the what the message. Look at uh, the message that Dr. Martin Luther King, pastor by the way, Martin Luther King, the message that he had. It spread after they assassinated him. There are more memories and memorials dedicated to him and more people talking about him now than there was when he was alive. Ideas can't, they, you know, so relative to uh, redefining faith, and we know uh, faith coming by hearing the way we are is a product of what we hear, you see. We have to exchange some things. You can't keep two. You can't, lady, woman, you can't be laying up in the bed, laying between two men, declaring you're holy and righteous and, and thinking that your body is sufficient for both of them. It, it don't work like that. You got to do an exchange. You understand? I'm just using this because everybody understand this. And you know, you got the modern day women. That's that's normal for them to have sex with at least 14 men a week or, or more. It's just, it ain't no big thing. That's an ideal. It has to be exchanged. When I was in Germany, serving the United States of America, I was in Germany, serving my country. The dollar bill legally couldn't buy nothing on the German economy. It bought illegal. You know, they want that dollar bill. We had to exchange the dollar bill for the German mark. I call it monopoly money. It looked like paper money. We exchange it and we would go out legally and purchase items. But we had to exchange. The dollar bill still existed. We had to exchange it. You see. Exchanging thoughts. That's where the... Um, the six-stage conformity process come in. You receive an ideal. We agree with it. You list, We listen to it. We hear it. Automatically, when we listen to something with intent, we activate a law in us to conform to that ideal. It get in our belief system, become our concept. We agree with that thought. Produce conviction. That's a law. That conviction is being fed by that idea that's in my belief system. I think about that. That's where my thinking is being fed by the ideas that's in my belief system. And as I think, that's the way I act. So in order to change the way I act, I have to exchange what? Ideals 
and go through that process and those laws are going to be activated and process my belief system, who I am, and what I do in the way that I act. Ideas can't, they, they can't die, you know. All right. So let's go to number uh, six. Ideals can only be exchanged through teaching. Ideals, that's where we are now, can only be exchanged. What did I click on? Through teaching. I got the wrong note up. Okay, yeah. Ideal can be only exchanged through teachings. Let's look at Matthew 4 and 17. Matthew 4, 17, then we got Ebrim 4 and 7. Anytime you need to ask something for clarity and make sure you're connecting dots, let us know. Uh, Matthew 4 and 17, those we're doing using different translations. NIV is good in terms of getting rid of the old archaic and make some good points. But the NIV got some, some skeletons too. If you don't, check these translations by the original Hebrew language, you're gonna be fed some mess. All right, so uh, come on, read and read that. That's pretty short what Yeshua said. Come on, read that for us. From the time that Yeshua began to preach, repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near. From that time, and some people try to erase the Tanakh with that. Now, we, all, all that stuff Moshe and them taught and all that law stuff, that's, that's past. Now, now we, 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 we got the message of the kingdom. No, you don't. How can you have a message of the kingdom and you trying to kill the king's word that he spoke prior to him coming? Only thing he did was repeated what was said before he came. The Messianic scriptures are a repeat of the Tanakh with understanding. There's nothing new under the sun. The word did not get established when Yeshua went through the process of death, burial, and resurrection, went back to heaven, sent the Holy Spirit back. The word was before then. The scripture said in the beginning, you understand? And then the scripture said, as relates to the father, he have no beginning and no end. Look at Yochanan 1 and 1 right quick. Let's look at Yochanan 1 and 1. But he said, repent. Before you go there, let's deal with this. He said, repent. Change the way that you think. Change the way that you think. What I think is a product of the ideals that feed my thought process. The ideals got in me through instructions and teaching. That's why you got to watch who you listen to and where they get it from. You got a lot of people can articulate the English language and put stuff together, make you feel so good. I mean, just great. Ooh, we had a great message. I really like that sermon. And so no, no power, no, no power to change nothing. No power to change. And, and don't mess around and get an ex singer now. They know how to use influence, know how to tune, know how you get it on, get you on up in there you know, and stuff like that, you know, those are instructions and teaching. Listen, entertainment is teaching all the time. The movies, which you watch on TV, had carries a message. The fashion industry carries a message. Anything in the secular contaminated world system carries a message. Satan 
have purpose in what he do. You let a, a rapper, a singer, a uh, entertainer, an athlete put on something. Let me put it, let's say this brace, they put this bracelet on and you watch them, guess what? Those people gonna run out of inventory selling those braces. Cause it just sent a message to the worshipers, the idolaters to follow me as an idol. There's a law of idolatry that says that the idolater, the idol worshiper will conform to the idol and support the idol because of the soul tie that has been developed. And music is one of the main products that uh, develop soul ties along with sex. Music is also. All right, so let's, let's look at, so Yeshua said, change the way you think. You can't change the way you think until you change the ideals that's in the belief system. You can't change the ideals in the belief system until you disagree with the concept. You know, you can't disagree with the concept until you reject the precept, the original thought. It has to be rejected. Y'all catching it? Th these are laws. These are laws of the kingdom. This, this is a message that got people attacked and stuff when they start challenging religion and asking questions. You know, and in America, you ask questions, they're going to pull up the people with 90 tons of dirt in them and 900 billion skeletons in their closet is going to go out and try to find something that you did and promote that to uh, distort your character and reputation. That, that's, that's the way of the world. That's the way the system of the world works, you see. Soon as you begin to uh, uncover their stuff and their mess, they come after you. Ask questions. Don't ask questions. Just do what everybody do. Go to church on Sunday. Go out to dinner to eat after that. Go back to eating, praise, and worship. Get up. Take that ring to work and make us that money. And then Wednesday night, you go back and do it. You know, do the same thing. You know, it's a set of ritual. It's it's a set of of, of rituals still being processed, and everybody. If you like, we have scripture third on Thursday night. Uh, we were changing. I'd already mentioned it, and then COVID came in, and on Wednesday nights you couldn't hardly get a, a internet connection. It was overloaded. I said, "Heck, they can have it now. We're gonna change right now. Go to Thursday." Everything got smooth because it's a system that has systematically been implanted in the mindset of people who are controlled by religion. Woo. Ugh. All right. So Yeshua said, change what, and, and somebody tell me, what does teaching determine? What does doctrine? Another word for teaching is doctrine also. It's teachable substance. What three things does that determine? Character, behavior, and destiny. Character is the way that I really am. Behavior is how I act. Destiny is the direction that I'm going to, and I'm going to keep going until I get to the end. Till I breathe my last breath, that's the direction I'm going to be headed. Here's, a, here's an example. You all know this. Uh, I'm going to let somebody fill in the blank. If you do, I'm going to tell you. Based on the principle of principles, principles with an S, of capitalism, America cannot, the financial structure and success of 
America as a whole cannot exist without what? Poverty. Poverty. And that was a 15 year old said that. Poverty. Poverty is necessary for this country to continue to prosper. Low cost labor and unbalanced scale is necessary for the system of capitalism to continue to exist and prosper. Thank you, we got a question, go right ahead. Okay, so a minute ago, you were talking about um, schedules and rituals, and I <clears throat> was having some trouble differentiating if you were talking about it in a negative sense or the fact that it's, it's there. So can you clarify, like, if it was negative, what's the problem with a pattern or schedule or ritual you know every every tuesday you do this every wednesday or thursday you do this um if you were if you meant it in a in a negative context i, I never i never uh have nothing negative i just speak the truth now this is it those are that's evidence of religion every religion that exists have a set of rituals that everybody keeps Do this on this day, fast on that day, do this on that day, do this on that day. You know, order is different. There's an order and structure of the gathering of a congregation. The scripture tell us the enemy's gates with thanksgiving to his court with praise. When we come before his presence, the scripture tell us to come before his presence with thanksgiving, fellowship, eating, dancing, singing, praying, prophesying the whole nine yards. All right. Now, the again, the stipulations of inner religion will carry with it a set of rituals and rules that you keep. The rules and the rituals is more important than the father himself. I go to church on Wednesday. I go to church on Sunday. I'm sleeping with four ducks, three black monkeys, two women and a man, but I'm doing this. So I'm a good person, I'm going to heaven. You understand? So when you look at um, these set of do's and don't be, like you come in, you read scripture, that's scripture, that's in scripture. It's not a ritual. That's an, a, a mythology, the way we approach the father. We read scripture, we pray, we honor him. We praise and worship him, minister to him what he want to hear. And what happens, we create that culture on earth, the same culture that's in heaven, and he began to speak, he teaches. And he minister his word, he minister of the spirit, ministry of giving. Those are not rituals, though that, that is order. That's order of worship, order of congregation and national worship. There's an order of congregation and national worship. But when you get in religion, everybody gonna go on, on this day, just like Wednesday night, Word of Faith, and most other people, Thursday night, Church of God in Christ, Tuesday and Thursday night. So a lot of people know what denomination you are about what day of the week you have midweek Bible study. And Sunday is the grand, great day. We have, uh, we don't worship on Sunday because it's Sunday. 
our venue is available to us on that particular day. And if we worship on Saturday, the day that's dedicated to the moon God, it won't be because it's Saturday. Every day that's mentioned come from a Roman Greek God or goddess. It's named after one, okay? In scripture, there are only numbers. Days don't carry names, they carry numbers. So that's, that's what I mean by that. But if you look at it, look at the uh, Catholicism and Christianity is a part of Catholicism. Wednesday nights, you're gonna have a Bible study. If you don't, you ain't, you're gonna have an empty place. You know, Sunday morning, you have maybe a faith school and even the minutes are determined. Everybody was teaching the word of faith was popping, popping word of faith. Word of faith came on, so everybody teaching out. And then people got sleepy. So they cut it back to 40 minutes. People got more sleepy. They cut it back to 30 minutes. People got more sleepy and they had to work and they had their schedule. So 20 minutes, they run four serves a day, run 10,000 people through there. And it's all based on ritual, based on a religion. And then the other pastor, I'm doing this and I'm like, man, I got 10,000 people. Oh man, I'm gonna cut my time back then, 20 minutes and 30 minutes of, of singing. And then we get the offering, then we bring the next group in. Those are rituals. Those are not, that's not order and structure. That's what I meant by that. Thank you for the question. All right, now, uh, so Yeshua said, change the way we think and we can't change it unless we change the source of thought. The source of thought, by the way, is more important than the thought itself. Now, he said to change, repent mean to change, but you first gotta get rid of something before you bring something else in. That's what we mean by when we say burn or destroy, the Hebrew word shoe, uh, shin, avav, yet shin, one of the meanings of shin is to destroy, to consume, vav, what's established, connected, yet that what controls the inside of a person's mindset, what controls the heart. You can't destroy an idea, but you can make an exchange, and once it come out of there, it never come back. So when we change, we change with the intent of never ever allowing that thought to rest in me again. That's 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 where the destroyer come from. Because if it destroyed, it has no more effect on me ever again. That's true repentance. So he said, you got to change first. Get rid of that thought, that source of thought, and get my source of thought. My source of thought come from the government of the kingdom, the laws of the kingdom, the principles of the kingdom, the keys of the kingdom, the precepts of the kingdom, the idea of the kingdom, you see. That's where mine come from. So we have to do what? Point number five was what? Six was exchange thoughts. And let's look at um, Ebrium four and seven. Ebrium four and seven. Six. I'm glad that question was asked four and seven because people, now they're coming together and just doing in and everything. Just making up stuff, you know. You got people don't even have pastors, you know, having so-called Bible studies. And they, they don't have a pastor. They got a leader now. But we're not religious. We don't believe in all that organized religion, all that structure stuff. I, I this is a guy on YouTube I listen to, and I'm, I'm going to have Bible study in my house. And we're going to, and we, you don't have to return no tithes or first, none, none of that. We're just going to do what we want to do. So you got the anti-messiahs, the false prophets are thriving 
in this atmosphere atmosphere of iniquity and lawlessness. So you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm glad you asked the question. That way we was able to explain the structure of congregational meetings. Congregation make up a nation. There are national laws that govern ambassadors. We are of the government of the kingdom, not the religion of the kingdom. Religion have rights and rituals and rules. The government have laws and benefits and rights. We come out of religion into ruling, out of church membership into kingdom citizenship. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I think I'd get me a mic and preach now. Let's look at Ibrahim 4 and 7. Come on, read. Give me another reader. Read. Again, he designates a certain day saying in DeWid, today after such a long time as it has been said, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. Wait a minute. Today, what Yeshua said, the kingdom is back available today if on the condition of hearing remember words can never die hearing his word his voice and do not harden your heart um what let me see another trend what uh, this translation said was it ebrim uh 4 and 17 i'm just gonna check another uh -oh. Check the New Living and see does it use Harden. And then we'll go to the uh, classic ampl ampl Amplified. But Pastor Nate working at working. I told you she would take it. <laughs> She'll do a presentation, do a teaching, do a session, do all kind of stuff. Uh, today, when you hear his voice, he, he used the same word Harden. Okay, now let's look at the classic amplified version. And yet this app is free on the internet. So all you Holy King James folk think you got the original, you don't. If you're not reading direct from the Hebrew, you don't have the original. Okay, come on, Rita. <clears throat> All right. Uh, same so reader. Yeah, same reader finish. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so eight, right? Verse seven. Side of seven. Okay, dude. Uh, again, he sets a definite day, a new today, and gives another opportunity of securing that rest, saying through Dewid, after so long a time in the words already quoted, today, if you would hear his voice, and when you hear it, do not harden your hearts. Okay. Now, Tehillim 95 and 7. Let's slide to that. Tehillim 95 and 7. The point is, when you hear, you don't reject. All right. Go ahead and read that. Uh, give me another reader now. 7 and 8. That's Tehillim. For he is our Elohim, we are the people he watches over, the flock is under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. Yahweh says, don't harden your hearts as Israel did at Meribah, as they did at Manasseh in the wilderness. Messiah. Messiah. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Keep reading. Read about our kinfolk now. Go ahead. <laughs> Verse nine. <laughs> For there your ancestors tested and tried my patience, even though they saw everything that I did. Okay, that's cool. They saw everything he did and still had a cast iron head. You can take it down. Hard head. Stubborn. You remember I was talking about that bull spirit set in the minds? Stubborn, hard will. That's a hard heart. If I or you hear his voice and we reject it, it's because we got a hard heart. No, 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 no. Let the words, let the word have the final say so. This I judge myself. If I reject what he is saying, because I got a hard heart, I, I got a thick head. I got a thick spiritual head, if you let me say it like that. Today, when you hear an exchange, let the exchange take place. I know a prophet who who said, and brother Mimi, I know what they said. I know what they did. They did a dead nice lecture, a real good one. I know they told you and told us you going to heaven. That's all that matters. And you, you all God's children and he loves us all. And he just wants the best for everyone. And there's hope. And by the way, listen, everything is all right. You're going to make it. And not no words. See, the scripture said prophets are prophesying that the Holy Spirit didn't sin. Teachers are teaching that he didn't tell to teach. Okay, let's get another one in there. In Chia. All right. Let's go to Wa. I already did. We already got that one. Let's go to uh, any, any other questions on that. Uh, ideas can only be exchanged through teaching. Because now we're going to go to point seven. It only can be exchanged. Okay, this, this, I got this thing I'm dealing with, uh, knowing what I want to do outside of what I love doing. I love being a husband, father to my wife. You know, I, I love. Uh, pastor, I love doing everything the Father called me to do. I love it. Now, outside of that, you know, we celebrate, you know, the day that we entered, exited our mother womb into the atmosphere. They asked me, uh, they asked me what I want to do. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I really I don't know. But what you want? I don't know. I never focus on that. <laughs> you know, I really don't know. So, you know, um, I'm working on some things because I want to change and I know my ideals must change before I can do different things. I got to receive a source of thought in order to change the way I think and change the way I react and act. I think about it all the time. And I'm so tied up in my family and my wife and my family that, you know, as they exited, I started looking around. I said, well, we can do what we want to do now. That's one thing. We just go and go. That's cool. You know, I had to begin to make adjustments. I had to another idea. Okay, that that session, that part is we make we made a transition now. You know, now it's the grand grandbabies. And and I like that part because they can go home. <laughs> I mean, they come and I, you know, you you leaving, you know. So we ain't got no problem with that. 
you know, but I'm using that because I apply what we are teaching. If I want to change the way I act, I know it's some thought that I need to exchange. It's an idea that's in my belief system that feed in my thought process that's making me act like this. Now, if I was a person who was an infidel and a person who was an immoral person based on the laws of the kingdom, sexual immorality, financial immorality, we don't talk about that one, financial immorality, uh, respect of nature of Elohim's creation in, moral, in, in those areas. You know, you got moral values. You get two different types, you know. So if, if I'm doing these things, I'm not going to quit unless I change the way I think. I'm not going to change the way I think unless, unless I change what's feeding me. I have to stop hearing that and hear something else and never, ever hear that again or go back to those thoughts because they dare. You know, like some people really get free from uh, sex. Listen, everybody understands sex. Sex everywhere. On the TV, on the the milkshake, uh, hamburger, shit is everywhere. You can't buy a barbecue ring, go in the store without seeing something sexual, seductive. It's, it's, it's just there. It's part of part of this culture. All right. So if I if I uh, don't change what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing in those areas, then I won't change the way I act. You, you catching what, where I'm going? And I have to continue to feed from the source of thought that produce holiness in me and in my lifestyle. I can't stop feeding from that. Because if I go back to another ideal, it's gonna get the same thing gonna happen over again. They can lay, they can pour out 10 gallons of oil on you, lay four to four hands on you, stand a shut in nine days and eight nights. And just like a hog. When you get through sending him to the barber shop, the beauty shop, paint his toenails and feeding your food, you open that door and it's a pull of mud out there, that joke gonna fly right out to it because his nature never changed. Okay. All right. Let's go to another uh, scripture. I think, or did we get, yeah, let's go to point number seven. Now, point number seven, redefining faith. This is redefining faith. Faith determine our lifestyle and determine our eternal state. Ideals produce what? Lifestyle. Ideals produce lifestyle. Now, here's an example. Here's one example. That's point number seven. Uh, people would go on suicidal missions and destroy other people because of an ideal. That's a lifestyle. I don't have a I don't have scripture reference here because there are too many. We are what we when he said you are what you eat, you are what you consume by way of words that produce a lifestyle. You understand? Uh Kepha said, be holy. The scripture said, be holy, for I am holy. And the father was saying, your lifestyle mimic my lifestyle. Over in Marcus 11, when Yeshua said, have faith in Elohim, a.k.a. God, he was saying, live the same way your father lived. Operate the same way he operate. 
controlled things just like he controlled. Then he went right into some principles of not holding grudges in your heart, not holding anything against anyone, and believing what you say, knowing that it'll come to pass. The father lived the same way. We have the ideal. If, if that idea is in me that I'm just like my father, then I act in my life just like he act. Well, you can't act like God. There's only one God. We are just mere men trapping the road of troubles and tribulation in life. We are all going up the rough side of the mountain. I'll just take the sky thing. You go and clam. We're all going the rough side of the mountain. It get very cold and lonely at the top. I'm going to wear an icy suit. You, you're welcome, sir. You know. <laughs> People will talk you out of your sonship. Will talk you out of being sons of Elohim and being led by his spirit. Focusing on the weakness. Focusing on who we are not. Let the weak say I'm what? Come on, somebody. Unmute your mic where somebody said, what the script, let the weak say I'm what? Let the poor say I'm what? Rich. (laughs) All right then. Well, you know, we all got something. No, you got something. And you want everybody to join your sick, disease-infested party of faith failure. No, you got something. If we begin to see faith have to be redefined, you have to see yourself the way the father created you. If we see that, understand that, we'll think that, we feed our belief system with that, we'll act that out. All right, now, uh, let's go to eight because it's it's too much. That's why I didn't do a whole lot. Let's go to eight. Point number eight says, uh, if the carrier of the ideas killed, the ideas spread. I didn't do this in necessary, chrono, uh, not chronological order, but I didn't tie these, like when we're talking about ideas, this easily could have fit it up here. Oh, it is. Yeah, care of ideas killed, the ideas spread. We already dealt with that, right? Right. All right. Nine, ideas may hide and reappear in another generation. Ideas may hide and reappear in another generation. Go to Kohelet 1 and 9, transliterated Ecclesiastes. That never was the name of the book. It wasn't an English book. It's Kohelet, and people can say Kohelet, so there was no reason to come up with no Ecclesiastes. Kohelet uh, 1 and 9. We're going to look at this. And point number 9 was ideals may hide and reappear in another generation. Bell Bottom's coming back. The idea of bell bottom pants never went away. My granddaughter had on so I said, look at a little butterball. Got a little bell bottom pants on. And my daughter told me, she done outgrew them already. So I see the ankle beaters and bell bottom. And she's just grinning like a, like a glamour. Just grin all the time. I, all right. So come on, read to read this. One and nine. What does it say? History merely repeats itself. It has all been done before. Nothing under the sun is truly new. Go on verse 10. Sometimes people say, here's something new, but actually it is old. Nothing is ever truly new. Keep reading. 
We don't remember what happened in the past and in future generations, no one will remember what we are doing now. I didn't make that up. Okay. That, that's, that's, that was recorded. <laughs> Not, there's nothing new. What's trending? Something that used to trend. It's nothing new. You just didn't hear about it because we didn't have the mass effect of media transmitting these ideals. And you want to see the bill. They probably already wearing bill bottoms. I like bill bottoms. If I can find them, I wear them now. I ain't thinking about y'all culture. Y'all culture it will not control the kid. Believe me. It went for my wife liking my head. I go and pray my hair back on my head. I still, I want to, now I want to fro. I do, I want to fro. But she says she like it the way it is and I'm going to do what she like. Not what I like. I don't have control of my body. She does. But I show, you know, that's why I got my picture up there. Give me a, a show YouTube what picture I got on there. Y'all see that? Yes. That boy got that fro. Spoding them shades. That, that, that shoulder in there. Oh, yeah. I think I was 17 then, 16, 17, something like that. Yeah. So I keep trying to say this. I'm going to keep saying it that citizens of the kingdom produce their own fashion. That's, that's why people don't know who y'all are. You look just like everybody else. I was looking at tennis shoes in my closet. We, we, we dealing with this. We dealing with that point number nine was uh, let me look at it again. There's nothing new, right? And we're gonna look at Barrow Sheet 3 and 15 in a moment. In a moment, we're gonna look at Barrow Sheet 315. I was looking at them tennis shoes. Now I have um, tennis shoes everywhere. I always wanted to wear tennis shoes and jeans and a sport jacket. Always, but no, no. Need to get you some gaiters and need this. And, and no, that's okay. No, okay. All right. Okay. All right. I said, man, I'm so glad the athletes got up there and put tennis shoes on with a sport jacket, and then everybody started wearing tennis shoes. They started that. Why did they start it? To sell their name brands. See, the minds are already, it's a route. If you tied up in this system, your mind don't even belong to you. What you do is not you. It's what they tell you to do. Remember I said messages and everything. We were talking the other night. <laughs> one of them, I ain't gonna tell which one it was. Who said, you got on Kyrie's? I said, Kyrie ain't no Kyrie. This, I bought these. I don't know who name was on them. I just got them. I put them on. They're comfortable, and they're gonna match what I'm aware. I just put them on. I said, Kyrie don't. Oh, you don't know. Oh, I know more than you know. I'm the one sixty two. What I'm telling you is that when I buy it, is mine. What this? What I'm saying, y'all. Don't let your mind be controlled by the world system. That's the world system. You will buy what they tell you to buy. And Kyrie, my boy, because at least he stood up for what he believed in. I was standing with him. Now he got more guts than all these other folk around here saying they Holy Spirit feel and all this and all that. You understand? These mine. If I see the name on it, I'll block it out. Put LJ Thunder on it. This mine. Don't even wear buy me no Michael Jordan boxes or nothing. I'm not wearing no man draws on me, period. I'll try to block the name out. 
because I'm, I'm, I detox myself. I detach from this world system. I know what's behind. If you knew, if y'all knew what I knew, you'd be the same way. You, you'll get there. It's so much dark stuff going on. So much mind manipulation. We, I mean, out here thinking we doing is our thought ain't even in your thought. People telling you, just like the military, they telling you what to put on, when to put on, just like colors. Me and my wife was talking about that. I said, yeah, baby, I know that's, that's the culture and it's what they wear. But in the beginning, wasn't no winter, fall and all that kind of stuff. Ain't no fall and winter colors. You understand? So, but the culture tell you what color to wear during the season. They, they did that. Yeah, yes, they did. Yes, they do. That's why I'm just, I be, she helped me dress. Because I don't be, you know, I purposely detox myself. So if y'all see me with some slacks on and a t-shirt or something like that, that's just me rebelling against the system. That's all. I got plenty of sense. <laughs> if I buy something and put it on because I want to put it on. Y'all need to catch that. Make, make your lifestyle lifestyle rebelling against the world system and obeying the government of the kingdom, your real government. Now, let's look at Barashi 315. We're going to prove out and we're going to stop. We almost got this last point in. Almost there. Okay. Barashi uh, 3 and 15. There's ideals. They'll hide themselves, then they come back up. Just put on a different color suit. That's all. It's the same thing. Another language. It's the same thing. And nothing is new. Even with AI, AI didn't just come into being. AI been around thousands of years. The people who had AI, did Satan, let me, let me tell y'all, this is prophetic. And then we'll come back to the scripture. Okay, I see that Holy Spirit. I'll just take it out for a minute, baby. I'm saying, baby, that's a, the system passive orchestrating stuff now. I'm not calling men's baby. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't go there, please. Please don't go there. All right. Now, the people who had all of this technology going, Satan hated them so much that he spent, he went with, uh, he wrote a blank check to serve them from their identity and destroy character and reputation, breed division and hate amongst them to the point that we actually think that the things we're experiencing now are new. We actually think that way. And you got these other people out here, they finding stuff out. That's why I want to have them to do with your church. They call you an archaic to believe all this, this stuff they telling you and not to believe this and not to believe that. This guy, I had this, uh, we got this humidifier uh, to pull, cause you know, we it's, it's humid in Memphis, it's, it's sticky. Is even tackier in Savannah. All that humidity. So we got this. I'm, I, I want my wife to sleep in peace. That's me. I said, wait a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm GC. I've been in this industry right at 30, 35, 40 years. I said, wait a minute. A humidifier will kill the moisture out the air and she'll sleep better. So I order a humidifier, turn it on. Guess what? Sleep is better. I sleep better. I breathe all that moisture all night. And I'm thinking, I was telling my wife, I said, you can take that right there and do some type of treatment to it. And that's water right there. Drinking water, water, do it, and you don't have to buy it. The machine just pull it out there. This engineer, I think he's from Nigeria. 
he got this 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 machine looked like a container. It's a box about that size, pulling water out the atmosphere and giving and servicing thousands of people with water. Now he put it in Puerto Rico when they, all that water got contaminated. They got clean drinking water. He took it to Mission, Michigan. See the the mainstreams don't tell you all this. You have to go on YouTube to catch this stuff. They drink. They got clean drink. It's been in the air. Water come up from the earth and go in the air, and then it's a recite. It's a process. That that idea. That's that's not new. That idea been here. You, you get what I'm saying? The uh, capacity in mankind to rule, govern, and manage the earth was put in him the day we were created. There's nothing new. Don't be impressed. Bereshit 3 and 15. Look at this right here. What, did I say 15 or, or something else? 3 and 15. Let's see what, what that say. Is that the one I want? That kind of sounds like something else, but we'll go there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to pull this out of here. I will put hostility between you and Isha, the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He will bruise your head and you, her offspring, will bruise his heel. And to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. You will bear children in pain. Your design will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Now, let's stop. He's not talking about the man ruling over the woman. I dealt with it a whole lot. That Hebrew word there is only used two times in scripture. It's right there in Bereshit 3 and Bereshit 4 and 4. Both of them is in a negative uh, uh, connotation. It's, it's negative as a result of something that was dead. Cain murdered Abel. And because he did that, he says, sin is, is at the door of your heart. And you are given it permission to want to dominate and control you and the only way you're going to be to to live with inner peace you're going to have to rule over it it's the same meaning right here that now isha is in a rebellious state a a the nature of rebellion and instead of complimenting you she could have a natural desire to compete and control you see feminism is nothing new that idea the father told the woman and told Adam what idea that this woman would have in her mind now after they did that. It's, it's, it's nothing new. Fem, feminism is nothing new. Alpha female is nothing new. The modern woman was developed back then. You know, it, it's nothing new. You know, women competing with men is nothing new. That, that, that isn't new. It's been around. And a woman who does this is a woman who is being led by a rebellious nature. Rebellious nature. Okay. And then when he said, uh, let's go back there and we're going to end it. When he said, uh, let me pull it up, man. That's Bereshit 3 and 15. When he said uh, about the, the seat, yeah, the uh, uh, go back up to 15. When he said about the uh, her seed would bruise your head and his seed, here it is, because this, this translation really kind of is not real good, but slide up, I explain it like it should be. Go back to 15. All right, when he said here, 
I would put a hostility between you. He was talking to Satan, the father or source, this other source of thought now. He places thought within the soulless room of the woman. The woman had the capacity to, to multiply ideas. This is why he spoke to her like that, because she would multiply. She would repeat. She was designed to repeat ideas and, and multiply them. I will put a hostility between you and between your offspring and her offspring. What is he talking about? What, what do you mean? What do you mean offspring or seed or what's produced from Satan and what's, produ what's produced from the woman? And then he said, he talking about the offspring, really you could say the seed of the woman and women don't have seed. Women receive seed. And you go over with Miriam, she received a seed Holy seed of the Holy Spirit, and women don't have seed. So we have to see what the father was talking about. What he was saying, her seed, who was the Messiah, would take away his authority. And then Satan's seed would be at the heel, always trying to do something slick and conning. That's what he's talking about here. So you can take it down. <clears throat> so it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Well, the devil's busy. He's been busy. That ain't that ain't new. But guess guess what? The hill is below and not above. So when you step on him, he holler and clown and cut up, but you, you, you have no authority over nobody. You see, so we got to understand. So we're gonna end it there. So listen, the point was, the point was things hide and reappear. Uh, racial hatred been hiding in America for a long time. You see, at first it was all out in the open, the way uh, Europeans and Asians and everybody treated anybody that had brown skin. There was a lot of folk in hell from that era. Whole lot of people went to straight, straight, direct, one-way ticket to hell. You don't treat human beings like that. And it never, it just went undercover and came out in black codes. You know, then you had Jim Crow. You know, it was hiding, hiding systemic racism laws. The Supreme Court is the guardian of racism. Y'all didn't know that. I didn't say racial hatred. I said racism. They guard that. It was here as though then the civil rights movement and all this as though, and black folk actually saying, that don't exist. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. Until a president got in office and the scripture says uh, whatever is, is allowed is allowed. So the leader of the nation gave permission for racial haters to come out in the open. And, and they came out in the open. Then folk talking about, well, I'm sorry. And people having church meetings and prayer meetings, we apologize. Apologize, you've been like that all the time. That idea never went away. It just, it just appeared shortly. <laughs> you know, talking about folk, calling other people countries, this and that. That's racial hatred. You don't hate nobody that was that the father created. I don't care who you are and what nation you're from. What color skin, what melon you got in your skin, you don't have a right to hate no human being, period. It's been there all the time. 
And we taught it, the Holy Spirit showed it to us that this is one of the missions and the reason why this president gonna be, he gonna be elected. I kept telling y'all that. I showed it, to, showed it to you in scripture, where it's prophetically in the numbers that spell his name and all that kind of stuff. So all this stuff and all this division came. And I was saying, I don't know why y'all tripping. It's been telling you this stuff is still here. It's in the laws. I don't care who your friends are. It's, it's legal. People were raised up to think a certain way. I got to end. As this guy was a part of our ministry, only reason he couldn't last is because of racial hate that's in Memphis and his family and stuff like that. He wanted to stay with us so bad, you know. And he told me he was, he was raised in Alabama. He said they taught us. He said I was a little boy talking to 70-year-old men like they was dogs. They taught us to do that. I didn't know no other way to think. That's what he told me. Pastor, I feel so bad because he truly repented. I feel so bad about it. How could I ever? I said, because you were taught to be like that. Brian got no problem. You know what happened? We was on uh, Channel 5 then. And we was on at 3 o'clock in the morning. BJ used to come on saying, all right, don't go to bed. I know you just got out of the club. <laughs> Wake up. I know you're eating that chicken. I know what you're doing. Don't don't go to bed. Uh, Leave that television station right where it is. He said he was in his shop. He built race cars and stuff like he was in his shop. And that's, you know, he had been drinking and stuff. And he turned the television on Channel 5 and there I was. What had happened previously, I stopped by his shop. I had a 65 Mustang. I had it, you know, hot rod out. And, and I stopped by his shop because someone told me to go by and ask him, could he work on it for me? I didn't, I was just me, just me. And he said he was, he froze. And he said he didn't even make it through the whole message because he broke down. He said, the father sent a man to his shop and he didn't know, even know who that man was. And through our ministry, it delivered him from racial hatred. He got born again for real, spirit feel for real. Renee know about it. She was there and at least kids, they can tell you about it. He faithful, you know, he was committed. He would support different things, things like that. He said, my family, they just, he said, man, I said, go with your family. Holy Spirit will lead you. He'll, he'll fix it for you. Just stay saved. He said, I'm going to still minister. <laughs> now, this is what he said. He said, I'm going up to this racetrack and I'm going to still minister to them rednecks up there. <laughs> so we can go right ahead. He said, they all know you. They respect you. I make them do it. So I take my car up and run it on the track, pull them out. Everybody knew. They called me the racing preacher. I had a reputation. I didn't even know about it. Yosef, I didn't even know I had a reputation, bro. But that blue Mustang with flat getting. So um, that idea is still present in America. You remember poverty must exist for capitalism to be successful? That systemic racism must exist in order for this country to be what it is. You got to push down a group of people and make them the permanent underclass in order for you to be successful. That idea been here. It's been, it never went away. That's what we're getting at, okay? So these ideals and sources of thought are very, very, very important. And the source is more important than the thought. We love you much. We appreciate you much. And